Hey, what's going on, family? This is your boy, Brother Technico, coming at you with another episode. Now, this is an episode that I actually had one kind of done, and then I found out some new information. A video was released on the Michael Irving situation, uh, so I decided to do one big one and just kind of talk about what's been happening once again and to black people as, a, as it pertains to uh, black sports media coverage, okay? So for those who don't know, Michael Irving was uh, fired from NFL Network. He wasn't allowed to do any Super Bowl coverage because of this allegation made against him about uh, alleged sexual misconduct to a, uh, I believe, an employee at the Marriott Hotel. So just to even get into this a little bit, there was a report by, done by or interview rather done by TMZ Sports about somebody who was there and the guy who was there seemed to be like an English guy or whatever, he had an accent. Um, but he is, he essentially said that he saw the, so the whole interaction, he was able to take a picture with Michael Irvin and he saw the interactions with nothing but uh, friendly, you know, there was nothing inappropriate that happened at all. Uh, however, he was still fired. Now it was just released the video of the incident which took, uh, took weeks for it to come out um, basically shows that interaction. So it also shows that Marriott was fully aware that this lady had been lying on him. But despite that, despite having the information, they were willing to go to that length to discredit, disparage, and ruin a black man's life. And I always talk about just how easy it is when you're black to just simply having someone accuse you of it is enough we live in a society where when we look at in terms of because th this comes up a lot in terms of arrest we like to look, say that black people we are the um like 14 percent of the population yet we make up 50 percent of the arrest we also don't talk about how many of those arrests don't oftentimes lead in convictions for different for different reasons but to simply look at arrests the thought the that you did a crime that you participated in a crime just because you're arrested doesn't mean that you did anything wrong that's the truth we don't think of it like that because we we, we live in this this dichotomous uh western society this either or if you commit a crime if you're arrested then you must have done something wrong to be arrested we don't understand this i mean we claim that we do but we, we don't seem to act upon that understanding that just because something happens to you doesn't mean that you're guilty, that you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. That's not what happened to Michael Irving. He was fired before they had all the evidence, before he was convicted, and that's the issue. Now, I'm going to talk about this a bit further because I'm going to bring up Deshaun Watson and all this, but that's the issue that you have so many people who would call for the termination of someone's job without having call for some sort of punishment without having all the information they don't know that's the truth they don't know we don't know you have to bring the facts in there the reality is I can go to the court office right now and open up a, a file of case, uh, case against anyone. There's nothing stopping me from doing that. But there's a process in place that's supposed to examine the situation to find out if, whether or not what I said was true or did it happen the way that I said it happened, if at all. When it comes to black people in this society particularly black men in this case, we're guilty first. It's assumed. So had there been anybody else, yeah, I could see them having them take a leave while the investigation is happening, a paid leave, because, hey, we have to figure out, hey, what's going on? I could see that. I wouldn't like it. But I could see that as being reasonable. Now, why wouldn't I like it? Why would I say that? 
It's because we have a history of this stuff happening in this country. It's a long legacy. And while people are trying to remove it from the schools, remove it from the history books, literally, in some states they already have to some degree, it's something that still persists. And we keep trying to pretend like it doesn't. Keep trying to throw a blanket over it. And you don't just have to go to sports media. Go on YouTube. Go YouTube or Google Karen. You will see incidences just like this. Now, there's some people right now who are trying to make this a man versus woman. I saw one um, title that said Michael Irvin stands up to uh, stands up for all men with uh, with this video. This is not a man versus woman situation. Tired of people trying to play that game. That's not what this is. This is a black on white situation. And family, although I realize most of us here are black, there's some people here who are not. And for those who are not, you need to understand that whether or not you participate or you're the person doing it, it's still happening. You know, crime still happens whether or not you don't do one, you don't commit one. And that's something else the society needs to address. White people in particular need to address with themselves. The fact that just because you're not participating doesn't mean that it ain't going on. It doesn't mean that it isn't happening. And I personally feel like if there is any guilt regarding that is the understanding that this shit happens. And it happens for the reasons, for the racial reasons that they happen. Shit is ridiculous. And I'm going to get back to the topic, but I want to say this other thing, too, because this this go this coincides with what I just said, because you have so many people out there who are afraid to be offended by the truth. Like I said, trying to remove history from the textbooks because people feel offended like black people don't feel offended by the same thing. You think that crap makes us happy? Do you think when white society attacks us or attacks one of our own that we're like, yeah, you see how he did that? As if black people are starved for validation of our situation. That just revalidates what we already know. That shit don't make us happy. So anyway, this video comes out. Basically showing that what Michael Irving was saying was true. And people were speculating because just a few days earlier, he had dismissed the thing. But again, they didn't have the video yet. And based on what I've seen, I have not confirmed this with a news source. So take this with a grain of salt. He's refiling the case now that this this video has come out. Why wouldn't you? You know? But that just goes to show you right there the kind of society that we live in. Where when you're black, you're guilty before proven innocent. You got to prove your innocence first. Doesn't matter what he's accomplished, what kind of a family, all this stuff that seems to matter as it pertains to white men in this situation. When it pertains to white men in this situation, people want to maintain their honor, their livelihood, until we get the facts. It's ridiculous. Whether it's Bill Cosby, Deshaun Watson, who's, and if you, excuse me, sorry family, I don't know what's wrong with my throat that's rising. But if you listen to any of my earlier podcasts, you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The ability to simply to be able to accuse. The only difference in this situation, I think, feel why people are more sympathetic is because there's only one woman. Now, imagine if there were several women alleging this situation and then the video came out showing that it was a lie. 
that doesn't take away all of the stress, all of the damage. The NFL network should be sued. Anybody who did what they did without getting into the information, doing their own investigation, getting to the facts. This whole society where when it comes to black men, he say, she say, is it's valid. That shit gotta, that, that shit gotta stop. That shit gotta stop. You know, and we gotta stop allowing people to create these, these these situations, these narratives against us. And we gotta stop accepting white people. Or their, or rather, their, their, their excuse, their, their willingness to overlook the history, their, their, their desire to look at this as just an isolated situation. When this thing happens, when this stuff happens all of the time, like this, like that, that gets we that's weaponized against black men. And the fact that mainstream white society don't want to accept it, they need to get over that. And I, and like I said before, this whole push for this this man versus woman, no, that's not the, this is not the case. Not to say that there isn't any issues with women. People who've been following my podcast a long time, you will know how I feel about this. I've spoken on this at nauseum. But that's not, but that's not what this is. Some BS some BS and how it relates to Deshaun Watson is that no evidence has been brought it's just he say she say in a culture in a state by the way in his in his situation his state is one of those states that removes the legacy of this stuff that's quadrupled its numbers in certain uh, what we would call it um Domestic terrorist groups, talking about white supremacist groups, but we're not supposed to draw a connection. But we have a history of it, though. See, it'd be one thing if this was a one-off, if this was like the one of the first few times that this happened every so often. But this is as common as as somebody with a smartphone these days. So I'm highly disappointed, highly, highly disappointed, you know, um, wanting them for the best for Michael Irvin in this situation because that's, you know, but it just goes to show you no matter what you do, no matter what age, you, you still got to be prepared. You still have to be ready to defend yourself against these situations. If I was a celebrity athlete, shit, I wouldn't be hugging and taking pictures with nobody, wouldn't be talking to nobody, and I, for damn sure, would not be talking to white women. And people can feel how they want to feel about that, but if I'm making a certain amount of money based on the track record, oh, they're not all like that, but why am I going to try to figure out, why am I, why am I going to take that risk, take that chance, if even having a conversation with one can lead me to this. Nobody want to bring up Emmett Till as it pertains to this situation, This, but this is exactly what Emmett Till was killed for. And so many others. So, no. No, 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 no. And again, the shit still happens. Maybe it's not uh, the literal death, but there's more than one way to die in this society. Your word is bond. Your reputation is everything. And once you get certain labels, once you get a certain reputation, 
Ain't no amount of holy water going to wash that away. So, um, that's, that's how I feel about that situation. You know. But, uh, there's, there's more. There's more. So, the other part I'm going to talk about, the other thing I want to talk about, um, and we're going to keep it somewhat similar. We're going to talk about this whole football situation. Let's get into something a little bit lighter when we're just talking about money, but it's equally as disrespectful. And that's with Lamar Jackson. Now, this, this comes up with like several guys, but particularly when it comes to football and this position, a historically white position, they don't want to pay, they don't want to pay brothers money. They don't. Uh, what they're doing to Lamar Jackson right now in terms of trying to shame him for wanting to do shit his own, uh, as far as shame him and not wanting to pay some agent. Like, why Why should he be obligated to pay somebody to, to represent him? You know, you're not obligated to do that. You know, uh, sure, agents make things easier, but Lamar Jackson wants to be in control of his own future. What's wrong with that? And I don't like how they try to reduce him almost to a child in the sense where they don't feel like he can bear hearing some of the criticisms. Like as if that, oh yeah, the things that they're going to say about you, well, who cares? Like. That's good for him to know how the organization truly feels about him. People want these uh, these players that have these parental relationships with these teams and these owners. Like a second father. He don't need no second father. He don't want one. He just want to get paid for his craft. It's a business. The same way they bring it up to him their concerns about injury and why they don't want to guarantee him a certain amount of money. Well, he knows that when he plays, he's going to guarantee filling up a certain amount of seats. He's going to guarantee a certain amount of wins, playoff appearances. So it's a business. So let's talk money. So funny too, because earlier this week, and I actually, like I said, I actually made a, an episode on this when this happened, but was just kind of holding on because I wanted to see if anything else happened meantime in between time because sometimes it does but it doesn't seem to have happened yet but uh, Adam Scheffner of ESPN made a report that talked about uh, they they had made him a deal for four years and 200 million guaranteed that he had turned down to almost make it seem like he was asking for way more money than he was worth they love doing that as if he doesn't know what he's doing and blah 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 blah. anyway uh lamar jackson uh responded on twitter and he says no that was three years 133 mil okay they don't like that they talking about how he's a rebel rouser how he's doing this how he's doing that that's not a good thing you know the owners all that kind of all that kind of talk all that kind of talk you know, the same kind of rebel rousing. See, that's where, and this is where Lamar Jackson needs to be careful. You know, now I think they will, they may go about it a little differently. But only a little. But notice how when Deshaun Watson started flexing himself in a similar manner, he started dealing with all this court cases. He wasn't just about to be, uh, he was demanding a trade to do, go to Miami. Miami Dolphins and they gave that quote the inmates can't run the prison I know people are tired of me bringing this up but this shit is so relevant so insidious so Lamar Jackson needs to be very very careful with what he's doing they're willing to go above and beyond to maintain their control talk about it a lot on this platform they're willing to spite themselves just to maintain that control over you. Now, he had a teammate, or not a teammate, but there was another player who got his money. 
and they asked him about the situation. Uh, and actually, I believe it might have been a teammate. Family, I don't really follow NFL and stuff like that, but when I see little news titles or whatever, I, I check into it. But um, might have been his teammate, but he got paid his money, or somebody got paid some money, and they asked him about the uh, Lamar Jackson situation. Why they asked these other players, you know, like I guess they think they're going to get pressure them into saying something against them to try to get him to see. I don't know. But anyway, he he supported his brother in so many words and, you know, kind of talked about what he brings to a team, his value. And as a player, that's what he should do. You know, and I love seeing that they didn't have he didn't have that slave mentality of, oh, ah, you know, yeah, he he should do. No, you're a player. You have value. You need to go out there and demand that you get paid that value, especially if you're the kind of quarterback that Lamar Jackson is. For those who don't know, this dude, he's already run one of MVP uh, for a running quarterback, a rushing quarterback. The year that he won MVP, he led the league in touchdowns, touchdown passes. So he's not just a runner. He can actually throw the ball too, but his best attribute is his ability to run. And that's what fills the seats. So the dude, he, he has tremendous value. Mike, Mike Vick uh, uh, 2.0 uh, to most people. So you got to pay that. Not that you got, but you got to pay that. But to even bring up, like I said, when I started this whole, this whole topic, when it came down to Dak Prescott, now everybody loved Dak Prescott. He was this and he was that. Until it got time for Dak Prescott to get paid. Oh, they loved uh, Dak Prescott. They loved how he stood in solidarity. He even took a shot, too, from the black community as far as uh, when the Colin Kaepernick stuff was going down. and He had his opinion, and he was down with the team and all this other kind of stuff and blah, 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 leader, leader, leader. After when he wanted his, well, when he wanted his money, Everybody had an issue. Everybody knows who watches sports knows Skip Bayless. That dude, that racist dude, racist and prejudiced uh, dude. He was in love with Dak Prescott. And then as soon as he wanted some money, oh, no, he wasn't worth it. Oh, value. Oh, he's this. Oh, he's that. Then he gets the money. Oh, it's it. and the dude's been putting up numbers. He's been playing really, really well. One of the league's best, arguably. You know, the only thing you can say about him is just hasn't won a Super Bowl or hasn't gotten the chance to win the Super Bowl. But, they, you know, got some Super Bowl wins here and there. But, you know, that's it. Good player. Didn't want to give him his money. On the flip side, you got folks like, uh, what's his name? Daniel Jones, New York Giants, butt fumble 2.0. This is Mark Sanchez 2.0. Has one decent season. What does he get? $180 million guaranteed? So he gets his money. And I've seen a lot of other folks with his complexion get the money. Don't even have to win. Like, the quarterback has always been one of the most overpaid positions. Guys get their money. All of a sudden now, it's an issue. At first, before when it was just white quarterbacks, it, that was the thing. Only the white quarterbacks get paid because that was the most important position. That's the most key position. It's more. It's the guy who has to feed the ball to everybody. So when the guys from other positions, because the other positions were played by black players, like wide receiver, running back, and other stuff like that, oh, no. They couldn't get their money. When they started getting their money, that became a thing. But they had to push for that. Guys had to demand that. Guys had to hold out and do this and do that. And now that the position, the quarterback position, the position that has historically been paid. Did nobody ask questions about Derek Carr had one good season? Gets his money. He gets close to what the market value was at that time for a starting quarterback. No question. Nobody brought up the fact that he was just coming off an injury. He was, matter of fact, he was injured when he got the money. 
So people are going to have to start being honest about what's happening. And part of the honesty is is dealing with the truth of the matters and dealing with the truth of not just what is happening, but what has happened. See, we live in a society right now where people don't want to accept the truth of the past or they want to be selective about it. They want to pick and choose which episodes of the past they want to acknowledge that they want to understand. And that's not how this is going to work, baby. Because black folks is not sitting around taking this. And there's less and less of us willing to take this. Because I know everybody's all heard it all before. We are no longer going to be the minstrels of society. Well, you're starting to see more and more examples of that. There's a reason why Lamar Jackson is taking to Twitter and he's letting people know his stance. And he's been vocal about this for a while. There's a reason why other players haven't criticized him because they know what this is about. This is about not playing the minstrel in your game. This is not about allowing people to maintain their racist ideologies. Now, I'm going to bring up the Deshaun Watson situation once again because it's been brought up as it pertains to Lamar Jackson. And it's been brought up and pertains to why Deshaun Watson was paid all of that money. See, they're trying to make that a, a thing. You see, the reality is, and what people don't want to talk about is that the NFL owners know what was going on. They know what's going on between Deshaun Watson and the Texans and what that whole situation was like. And what the Browns did and what pissed off the owners, see, the Browns just, see, that kind of goes into that value, you know, putting the thing in the greatest value, you know. If you have an opportunity to do something and to, to cash in on something that you've never cashed in on, that could be valued more than some alliance that you have with 30 other people or 29 other people, you know, and as much as owners can agree and work together, that don't mean they're always in agreement with one another. And that was an example of that right there. Deshaun Watson at that point in time had paid his dues. So Browns were like, okay, cool. Yeah, shit. We'll take them suspension or not. This is a Top five quarterback. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll pay him. Cool. Cool. We'll wait. And not only did they pay him, they paid him. They probably could have paid him more, but they paid him close to, uh, to his value. Like, yeah. They just made it happen. NFL owners, though, weren't very happy. And it's deeper than just paying them all that money. They have to control the prison. So it wasn't so much about Deshaun Watson getting paid money and now they got to go pay Lamar Jackson. No, it's about maintaining control. They were supposed to pay him some, some bullshit or make him accept some bullshit in order to sign him. To kind of send him a message, like, not just that, okay, you you wanted to be outspoken, but we'll let you, because we can still make money off of you, but we're going to make you pay for your insolence, your willingness to go and speak out against us. Yeah, we're going to make you pay for that. That didn't happen. So then this other case came out of nowhere. This is also why you never settle either. I said this in the, uh, the last episode where I talked about his case, uh, case specifically. That's why you never settle. Um, you, you have to fight for your innocence because you don't want to leave the room for another accusation to come from anywhere. And no one's proved anything yet. So you got to make them prove and, and fight it to the day. And then you wouldn't have to deal with all this other shit. But I've already said that. But get it, to make this back to Lamar Jackson situation, that is their biggest issue. Don't let them 
fool you and make you think it's about the money. They don't give a fuck about the money. They can make that in a day. Whatever they got to pay him, they can make that easy. It ain't about the money. It's about, and they're, and they're, and they're kind of letting you know, the rebel rouser. See, it's not about, the. It's, it's that they want you to do it in their way. They want you to conform to their style. They don't want him to be outspoken about his value. They don't want him to, because see, that gets the, that gives the other slaves on the plantation ideas. See, when you got a, a strong slave, you have to make an example of that slave. So the other slaves know, well, well, you can't do this. But you see, that's that's sort of the thing. See, what was started with Colin Kaepernick, then Deshaun Watson, now Lamar Jackson. It's the it's the act of speaking out. It's the act of you know what you're not about to just sit here and tell me how I gotta play this game. No. You're not going to have complete uh, control over me and my life because that's what the NFL essentially has. That's what most of these sports organizations do, but not more obvious is it than when, than within the NFL itself. That's a that's an organization that thrives off controlling every aspect of their game to the players, to even how the players represent themselves and how they celebrate like that stuff is in the rule book how much control they want to have over that game so that's why I told that's why I'm saying Lamar Jackson has to be careful he has to be careful because he keeps pushing and they make it take it outside of just the realm of football because they care more about control. Once again, they care more about control than they do the profit. Because they figure the money's always going to be there. They got fans. But if they ever felt like they lose control of it, because let's look at the reality of it. These owners, they don't contribute anything, really. They really don't. With the amount of money players can get from endorsements, and imagine if these endorsements, because teams get endorsements too. Imagine if players had access to all the endorsements and all the kind of money and opportunities that these teams get these deals that they get to make with all these uh, television networks and whatnot. There's a lot of money that they make without ever having to dribble a basketball. And now players are getting to see, this is not where it was where athletes were guys who were, you know, see, it was easier to control people when they had to work during the summer, when they weren't playing basketball, getting a little check, you know, they was flipping burgers or they was, uh, waste men and all this other kind of stuff, you know. But when these guys are now having opportunities to go get a higher education, to get different skills, to learn business, to learn this, to learn that, have the, the capital to invest in different things. See, they have more power or more ability to, to kind of get access to this power than they ever did before. See, that's the thing. That's why the need to control them is so great. And there's different strategies. But the NFL strategy is we have to control them because they can never know that they truly don't need us, that we're the ones making money off of them. We're the ones exploiting their gifts. And it is an exploitation because of all the control. It's not a... They try to make it seem like it's a partnership or it's a deal, but then they they put their importance higher than what it is, like a pimp. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's pimping. It's pimping. Tell you how it's pimping. A pimp will go get the girl because he sees talent in her. He sees her. She's beautiful. She has this and that. Maybe she's well-spoken. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. 
he'll go get her the outfit because he got the money. He can go get her an outfit, get her this, get her the hotel, get her the room. But at the end of the day, if he does not have this female, he doesn't get all of that. All of that investment is for nothing because he doesn't have. He can't go. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna get graphic, but he can't go do what she do. That's the reality of it. All of the glitz and the glamour, and you don't need either. You. No, all he did was show her an avenue. Not a good avenue, by the way, but show her an avenue on how to make some money that she could have done without him. Maybe he showed her a better way to do it, a way to ensure, but he can't do the job. Now, who's worth more? Yeah, all, he, all a pimp is is a glorified secretary, a secretary with an ego, an assistant, a glorified secretary assistant. That's all it is. That's all the owner is. Because they don't contribute the real value. They're not what brings the money in. And people talk about, oh, you need a manager. You need a manager. She. You need a manager the same way you need a lawyer. That's the only sort out the stuff that you can't figure out how to do by yourself. And you don't need a lawyer for every single thing. You can grab a lawyer for everything. Like, you want to go to traffic court with a lawyer? You can. You absolutely can. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because maybe your dumb ass don't need to solve. There are some people who don't need to say nothing, even even in civil court or traffic court. Just shut up. But if it's something that you can handle, you, you ought to do it. And going back on the, on the point I made earlier, players are getting to the point where they're getting capable of doing like they, they have the, the capability to do it. Well, the only thing that they lack is their confidence. That's all. They just lack the confidence and everybody just like, well, how did... Just like you. Before you got to where you were, there was a point where you felt like... Excuse me, family. I know you may hear my stomach growling. I'm going to get to some breakfast. But uh, before you got where you were in life, there was times where you doubted, where you didn't know, where you lacked confidence. That's, that's with anything. And people take it for granted that you can have confidence in certain areas, but there's areas where you're unfamiliar, you're not going to be as confident in. Like you can be, you know, if you're an IT person, you're probably really comfortable around computers, but then get you around a, a sawmill and some uh, some lathes and a, 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 a two-ton press or 100-ton press, whatever. You ain't, you're not going to be as comfortable as you are. You're not going to be as confident touching on things. Because you're unfamiliar with it. But after you learn. After you get part of, past that first part of the fear. And, and you just start learning about something. Then you can gain that same confidence that you have in the IT field. And that's how many athletes have found a way to be successful. Being able to use what made them successful as an athlete. And flip that uh, to making business. A la Kobe Bryant. Uh, Matt Barnes. Uh, J.J. Riddick and so many others, you know, just to just to name some guys that are figuring out how to apply the skills that they learned as an athlete, Draymond Green, um, to being a uh, so many like uh, to being a business person to not just being an athlete because that's tough. That's tough and. There's a lot of guys that don't, or a lot of athletes that don't figure that out because they spent so much time within that craft. They end up trying to become analysts, doing this and falling into that trap, that media trap, because, you know, one, they may have a, a strong passion and two, they spent so much time in that, in that particular field. It's hard to, to make that adjustment or know how can I be, you know, just as great in something else when you know this one thing is the only thing that i've done so 
I just say that to say that just just the the figuring that out. That's something that more athletes are starting to do now, and I think that's because they have more access to capital and higher education and these different types of opportunities. And also being in the digital age where you can do uh, easier research, where research isn't simply going to a library. You know, this isn't how it was a few decades ago, where when you had to go research something, you wanted to go learn about something that meant going to the library, you know, and, and looking up some books and kind of doing some different things. So I just I just say all that to say that the players can be in a position where they can control their own brands in a way um, that they haven't been able to before by cutting out the middlemen altogether. That's all these owners are, are middlemen. You know what I'm saying? You don't need them. You know why I know this? There's a whole bunch of, not like big leagues, but there's a whole bunch of leagues all across this country. You know what I'm saying? People pay to be in these leagues. And a lot of these things are organized by people who do a whole a variety of different things. These are people with a bunch of money. You just need to have enough money to be able to have a gym. You know, and most NFL players and NBA players have enough money amongst themselves to afford a stadium. And not just afford a stadium, shit, you don't even have to pay for it with your own money. See, that's the other thing. You don't even have to pay for it with your own money. You can get loans for this kind of stuff. You can say you have situations where you only have to put up a certain amount of money. You know what I mean? Like, there's different, there's, because God, people rarely spend all of their own money when it comes to making big property purchases and this and that. Like, it, it could be done. That's what I'm saying. Cut out that middleman. You can get the money from the. You think the TV networks, they may show some loyalty for a little bit, but ratings speak, numbers speak. What we do know is when sports are playing, people are watching. And people want to see the best in the world do it. Yeah, some people may, college numbers have been dropping. That's why people are mad at these pro sports right now because all of the talent does not have to stay in that system. And colleges lose money because that's money too. When their team gets to, man, this is money. They can only be loyal for so long before they say, you know what? I want my want to fly on that private jet the way that I've been flying it. I want to buy the new whatever the hell they driving, whatever whatever it is that they want, or if they just want, they they're gonna want that value. This is where the axiology works in our favor, okay? Because at the end of the day, why are they gonna continue to spite their hand, and there's just no opportunity there? Let these owners rot. Let them do something else. They were they were big at making money, doing other things right before they got there. Okay, well, pioneer. Get the pioneering. Because the athletes don't need that. They really don't. They really, really, really don't. But, um... We're going to switch gears because there's another situation I got to talk about that has nothing to do with this situation. And but it has to be talked about, you know, and I haven't liked how they've covered the situation. But this young brother has brought it on himself. He has brought it on himself. But again, this is something that I've been noticing, and that's what this kind of podcast is about. It's just about how I've been noticing how they've been covering black media and the way that they've been trying to, not that he hasn't helped, but the way that they've been treating John Moran has been kind of effed up. And I say it for this reason. We know that he's not a thug. We know that. You don't have to be a thug to be able to tell that he's he's a young dude, young cat, a little full of himself. 
a little silly and you can tell that by his other antics like the whole black jesus thing and these large tips they always making this thing about these tips like guess what uh world um athletes are known for leaving large tips they ball out harder than your your favorite rapper does okay these are facts they're the ones who showed rappers how to party and throw money in a club okay so that's not that's nothing we're talking about a 23 year old here we're not talking about a 31 year old we're talking about a 23 year old okay and i do feel, i feel what he did was dumb i mean let's just say let's just get this let's just get this out the way a lot of this stuff flashing a pea shooter on live you know you can't shoot the club up with the thing man you can't you can't do that and you wouldn't the women around you for a reason at that particular moment you over here flashing a goddamn pea shooter okay that's not <laughs> dude so that was just dumb you know flashing lights on security getting to it like little immature stuff you know But, you know that's kind of that's kind of the thing, and I think that's kind of what Damian Lillard was uh, was referring to not not to him in particular, but in in the case of like how things are just kind of given, because he he didn't win nothing, but he was kind of given the spotlight, in which things weren't weren't really the case then. Like you kind of had to make some noise or just be really really, which he is except he is exceptional. Though. There's no doubt about that. He is a talent, but again, just kind of. Coming to it early, getting to the money early, getting the hype early. Like, I can, it's not hard for me to see him going down this route. What bothers me and how people have been covering it is that it's it's as clear as day to me. It, and it should be clear as day to everyone else. But as it pertains to him, you know, the uh, the, the desire to want to make it more criminal than what it is. You know, Skip Bayless talking about that he may be a member of a of, of he may be a crip. Come on, man. Why would you even say that about a, a young man where you know that's not even true? You know, and I don't want to hear that. Oh, I don't know. He always th- there's a lot of people who throw up signs during the gang, like uh, during the games. That's not it. That doesn't mean that they're a part of a gang. There's a lot of signs, is especially in black culture or urban culture, because it's become a thing to where if you where you from, like the West Side symbol, East Coast they got a symbol, South Side depending on where you from, like they got it's 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 a gesture. It's that has nothing to do, have no correlation to gang banging. And in fact, there's a lot of people who have damn hand symbols for gestures to show who they are. Like it's a, it's a lot of stuff. But that was more of, of where he was from than him being a part of a gang, you know. And that's another thing, too, is just like, let's stop pretending that they're like mainstream culture isn't revolved around that. There's a lot of people who call refer to themselves as gangs and all this. And I don't really want to get into all that silliness, but it's like try to make it more than what it is. That's that, that's essentially what I'm where I'm going with this. They're just trying to make it more than what it is. There's a couple of uh, a days where I heard them bring up um, his father in the whole situation. I'm like, was his father even there? I don't even think his father was there. Why are you bringing up his father? You know what I'm saying? Like when Ryan Locke went to Brazil and got the pissing everywhere. Nobody bring up his daddy. Was the daddy? You know what I'm saying? Now, people want to say, oh, it's because they see their dad. They're, who cares? What the hell his dad got to do with John Morant's decisions? Why do you even Why do you even feel the need to, like, to try to shame the parenting? See, that's the thing. When it comes to black folks, there's a tendency to, to want to shame parenting or to, like, the, these typical stereotypes that you have. Regarding like being immature, not able to handle certain things, all of Lamar Jackson, um, you know, all this stuff, uh, parenting. Oh, look at the, no, 
Especially when you shit like this. Like, what happened to motherfuckers making mistakes? When Ben Roethlisberger was going through what he was going through, he, he did what he did. Did anybody bring up his daddy? the hell? What the hell does the father got to do with this? And then let's let's also look at what they were mad at him about. The only thing they were investigating was, was that his gun and did he, because they were flying, violate any federal laws? Flying from state to state, and, the, and states have different, different laws on guns, but the st traveling from state to state, that goes into federal category. Okay? That's what they were investigating. They ain't do nothing. They couldn't even they couldn't even find out if the gun was his. Again, I'm not I'm not about to sit up here and defend his actions. But they're trying to make it seem like this dude is is done something criminal. He didn't. It's not illegal to have a gun. It's not illegal to have a gun on you. I don't give a damn how sensitive this culture is getting about guns okay people who look like john moran aren't shooting up churches and walmarts and all this other kind of stuff in schools and stuff okay so leave that sensitivity somewhere else and the fact that he had to go see that's the other part they're talking about him going to counseling which i understand the play i don't i have no problems with it because he has endorsements like and that's the thing i talk about it all the time we live in a western society western society is all about counting and measuring it's not enough for them they don't know your soul they can't count your soul they can't count your feelings they want to see something tangible that says that you're going to be better that can assure them gatorade has always been funny style but you know Nike don't give a damn. Nike, as long as you're not dealing with anything racial, like, you know, the Kyrie Irving situation, they don't give a damn. Nike's supposed to be edgy anyway. They don't give a damn. The fact that he had a gun is not... That he holding up, and I don't even want to call it a gun. He had a little pea shooter and a little bit like that. Not, and then people can kind of see it for what it is. Like, Nike's not looking at him saying, like, oh, no, I think he has a criminal past. That's why. He... They're just like, man, this culture is all about this gang gang bullshit and all this drama. And it's not just something that's in black culture. Like, this culture is all over the damn country because people like the music, you know. Like, when you talk about them people getting messed up at that Travis Scott concert, most of them was not people that look like us. All right. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Just saying that's the reality of the of the situation. Like that's what's perceived as cool. Like how biker gangs used to be perceived as cool. And people used to and people still try to dress like that kind of crap. People like the mafia. They like Godfather and Scarface and all that kind of stuff. Like that's American culture likes that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? So. Job being with some money and being a bit influenced by the culture, yeah, that that part of it, not the culture, because yeah, I'm not co-signing that. There was nothing hard about that either. Nothing, nothing about that that would indicate to me that he had any sort of background. Just look like a dumb motherfucker. Like, and I, you see it. Like, I've seen dudes do that kind of stuff with their tax returns. You get their tax return, okay? They do dumb. Like, they, come on, man. So, no, I don't appreciate how they were talking about it. I don't appreciate, you know, how people were referring to the count. Like, what counseling does he need for being, like, what? what is the counselor going to tell him about being immature? What, what are you going to say? What is a counselor going to tell him about his immaturity? Uh, so, Ja, how did you feel when you're in the nightclub? Like, can you just tell me what was going through your mind? And you flashed your, um, um, what, 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 what kind of gun, gun was it? Uh, a 22 or whatever it was. Yeah. What, what made you, what were you thinking? What were you feeling at that time? 
Well, I was, um, you know, I was at the club and, you know, we was, you know, having a good time and, you know, I wasn't the smart. Like, what was, what the fuck is this? Like, how much, excuse me, sorry about that. I always have this alarm going off and this computer's dumb. But what the hell was he supposed to, like, like, what, like, how long is that supposed to take as well? Like, what are you supposed to say? How long is it supposed to take? Because that don't make any... I don't get it. I don't get it. That was supposed to take several days? He didn't threaten anybody. And I understand Gilbert Arenas' point when he was commenting on the situation. But because he was just reaching out to him in terms of like how they're going to because everybody knew that Gilbert Arenas is, is, is not no gangbanger. No, you know what I'm saying? But that was just a situation that just escalated too quick. And he'll even admit he wasn't in his right mind. But the, everybody know that wasn't him, especially at that point. But the perception after the fact, that's what he was speaking to. That's not the same situation. I think he wouldn't even call he he would even make that distinction. It's not the same situation. His situation was like an altercation that escalated to somewhere somewhere where it really just didn't. You know what I mean? That's just the that's just the real. You know what I'm saying? It was unfortunate because Gilbert Arenas like Jaw, one of the most exciting basketball players, you know, we've ever seen. Definitely should be in the top seventy five list for sure. Kick all them dudes. Like from the fifties and sixties, yeah, kick them out, man. They suck. You might maybe you can keep one or two, but majority of them bye. Anywho, that's the thing. Ja didn't do nothing criminal. He did something stupid, but he didn't rob a bank. There's some alleged criminal stuff about a fight that happened like a year prior, but. Again, that's just them kind of tacking on, trying to build up the the profile of this character that he doesn't have. And he even he had to acknowledge it that he was feeding into a character and a perception that's not that's not him. Okay, this is that, that about that life and all that and that and that was sort of like the reputation and ideology, or just the the the, the mood of his team all altogether. But people know what the real is. No need to blow that shit out of proportion. You know, there's no need to want him to miss the. Why does he need to miss the entire season for something like that? It was dumb, for sure. He he's gonna be suspended for eight games. You know, it's fair. That's fair. And you just move on. You know, now if it happens again, or something like that happens again, yeah, definitely. Something more extreme, you know, or something worse for sure. Yeah. Now, now, now we can consider some other stuff, but uh, and I think Gilbert Arenas talked about this uh, in an interview when he was talking about the situation uh, before this had even come up, where he talked about um, just that one mistake, though, changing everything. And the fortunate thing about John Moran is that he's still young and like there's people who still like him and they can still profit from him. Like he's not, it, it wasn't enough to completely scrape away. Like, but they're going to, he's going to have to pay for it in, in some capacity. They're never going to let him forget it. This is going to be, this is going to stick with him. This is going to stick with him. Like he's going to have a, a label now. Because of this. And he has to prepare himself for it. You know. But you know. Wish him nothing but the best. I hope he at least just stays healthy. So he can get into the off season. And actually like kind of work out. You know. Because getting injured every season is not good. You know. Especially uh, when you get them lower body injuries. The leg injuries. That just. That's not that's not good for really building yourself up. And I think this would be a really, really good time. To just kind of focus on that right now 
because uh, it's gonna be a lot of bullshit. It's gonna be a lot of bullshit. Cause shit, motherfucker even opened up the fucking Pandora's box with this one and didn't have to. That's my thing, you know. And shout out to Paul Pierce. You know what I'm saying for uh, for stepping out to try to defend the young brother. You know what I'm saying, um, because. And I don't think he was doing it. I think he's just trying to be at least somebody to to be a voice to be like, hey, we're not gonna tear this brother completely down. You know, this young brother completely down for making one simple mistake. You know what I'm saying? I think that was the intent to maybe take some of the fire off. I don't know how effective it was, but you know, shout out to Paul Pierce for trying to do that. And, you know, at least if that's what he was trying to do, because that's that's how I perceived it. But, um, yeah, that's something that we got to really got to like, but that kind of goes into this whole thing. You know, we have to be careful of the narratives. You can never be too careful when it comes to success. Like you have to protect yourself like it is 1950 or 60 or whatever timeline that you need in your brain for you to realize that this shit ain't pretty, that this racism ain't gone. It's not going anywhere. It hasn't gone anywhere. You still need to carry yourself accordingly. And I don't care what your white liberal friends have to say about it. All right? Because they don't know. They don't live your life. They can't live your life. They don't have the kind of life that would even motivate them to even figure out what's going on in yours. What your reality is. Because that's not something that they ever have to think about. We've been having to think about that since the moment that we are born. We think about that. So, hell no. Hell no. Protect yourself. Protect your brand. Shit, marry black. Because, um, and I'm not saying shit, not every, just not, it doesn't mean that they're great just because they're black. You know what I'm saying? But, um, Try to avoid these these uh, these these other unions as much as possible, because you just simply live in a different reality, and you're going to create children that are going to have to live through a reality that your partner is not going to be able to understand. They're not going to be able to accept, and you don't want to be in a situation to where you have to give some of yourself up to appease someone else's reality or someone else's perspective on how things work. When that's not your reality at all. You know. Don't trust it. You're not Ryan Locke. You can't piss on the floor. In another country at 28. And be considered a young man. Hell. You'd be 19 and black. You're not going to get. The Ryan Locke treatment. They don't look at you like Ryan Locke. When they look at you, they don't see themselves in you. They don't see their children, their grandchildren, their family in you. So it's time to stop pretending. And they're letting you know how they feel in so many words. They just don't come out and just say it plain. I wish that they would. I'd prefer that, but, you know, it is what it is. But Family. They're letting you know what's up. They're letting you know how they feel. You got, and family, I'm saying this because we have children. They're going to have to go through this or go through this process and you and you're going to have to protect yourself. This is not just for an athlete. When you were working in corporate America or wherever, you have to protect yourself. I cannot tell you how many people I know personally who have lost jobs based on insinuations, things that weren't even true. Just like Michael Irvin. I can tell I can tell you so many situations of people making one silly mistake and losing everything, losing a job. 
and their white counterpart getting chance after chance after chance to make the same mistake. Family, you're always going to have to fight for what you're due, for what you're owed, for what you're worth. I've had to spend an entire semester emailing a teacher, having to show him the grades, go through the process, something that he should be doing himself to make sure I get the right grade, the, the correct grade. Because passing his class doesn't just pass me the class. It gives me something that benefits me and other things for the future. That's what we got to go through. We always got to fight more for the value. Always. And our reality isn't theirs. So with that being said, family, peace, love, and light. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, not, you know, at the time that this was made, um, most of this stuff is relevant. So if there's any new information, just know that this was made before any of that. So, you know, it should be it should be obvious, but you know, I just say that. Uh, with that being said, though, thanks for all the support and um, check out.